the Donnelly's and he's like you know forget it guys like I, I'm just you know I'm just I'm just a new kid right I'm passing through Kate really wants him <laughs> look at her roller skates well, this place is so crazy Listen, I got Maybe it's like a zine this, uh, library. Remember those back in the nineties where like punk rockers would have like a collective? What live no, I don't what library? What kind of library? Like a fanzine, like a zine library, like where you huh. can check out all the punk rock scenes. There was one in San Francisco, it was really cool. And it was run by this like punk rock, you know, anarchist collective or whatever, or collective. Well, that's certainly not it what we got going on here. This is the office of the zoo. They hear some activity outside. Could it be the Donnelly brothers? No, it's the new kid who's saying, okay, I'll help you. And their office is like a, a bigger space than the, the, like that would be a room. <laughs> That's right. It's bigger than the dance floor. Uh, don't know how to use a staircase. Kate bested him again. You guys, it's left foot, right foot. Down, down, down. <laughs> oh, fuck. Ouch. These guys, they've fallen off a building. They've fallen into wet cement. They <laughs> fell off the staircase. And we're not even 20 minutes into this film. That's right. We're 22, actually, but you're right. <laughs> now, look, there's the dad buying him for the movie. Let me just finish up with the dad. It's really interesting. He had eight wives, eight wives and children all over the place. Okay, so this movie is 85, right? In 1986, following a two-year FBI undercover investigation, agents from FBI and ATF raided Arizona Patriot Camp, confiscated a hoard of illegal weapons, publications from the Aryan Nation groups and affiliates. Harding left Arizona and the group ceased to function. And here's another screwed up thing about this guy. He he really fucked up here. He was the original choice to play the lead in Batman 1966, you know, Adam West. Uh-huh. Oh, no. He turned it down because he was filming this Western in Italy. And for the same reason, he turned down the lead in Fistful of Dollars. Wait a minute. The Fistful of Dollars were shot in Italy. I for the well, but he was doing another Western in Italy. This was 1964, uh, and as you know, Clint Eastwood did that film, and it yeah, right, it, yeah. He could have had Clint Eastwood's career. That's right. Oh. Well, you um, didn't do any other stupid casting decision. <laughs> so this Aryan Brotherhood dude, luckily, did not become Batman and did not become uh, Fistful of Dollars guy. The streets. Let's go to Newark. Yeah, Bloomfield Avenue. Yeah, that's right. 
Now, this film is shot in Arizona. His little uh, Nazi group was broken up in Arizona. So I guess he was an actor who lived in Arizona. They said, what the heck? Let's hire him. You know, he used to have a career. Uh, have you done any acting before? Uh-huh. Are you a member of SAG? Uh-huh. Are you a member of a militia? Erwin <laughs> Handelman, Skippy, on the television series Family Ties. It's his movie debut, this film. What other movies was he in? No, you already told me. Don't he was in Apocalypse Now? He was in The Deer Hunter. He was in uh, Platoon. He did a string of Vietnam movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Look at this fake, fake. Come on, let's uh, let's go make out. Look at his big man hand. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the hair. I mean, he looks like Eddie Winter. He looks like uh. <laughs> You know, like the rockers that rocked in the 80s and they're still rocking? Mm -hmm. uh, that's what he looks like. With their big because band the hair? 80s rocker. Yeah, with the big band hair. Well, the hair's the image and the brand and, you know. Did you see how he just swung in and kicked him over? Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't seem know, believable. None of these stunts are believable. All these people would be dead, and it would just be Bobby and Jerry, and uh, I don't know. It would, it would be Haley Joe Early saying, "Oh, guys, uh, now, look how they humiliate him, and they tell him to walk home with your pants down." Uh -huh. I can't go home like this. They're humiliating him. Wow, I really want to date Skippy. Look at Skippy. Yeah. And he's rocking a said, B cup there. I think they all know and they don't care. Wait, who should show up but the fourth brother? It's Goose. Sheriff Goose? No, oh, no, just Goose. Uh oh. Crack your knuckles, Goose. Crick, 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 crick. Now you might, Michael, because one of your favorite films, you might recognize Goose from he was Ox in Police Academy 6, 1989. At least Academy Six was oh, is that a city under siege? I guess I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, he must have been like a street. He must have been in the streets. You know how like the streets of uh, Police Academy, there's always like trash on it, and there's always guys. I, that I'm look so like this. sorry, Mike. You know, what? I've told you this before. I saw mm -hmm. the I saw Police Academy. Sure, right. And the then beginning. I bumped into like one or two. I just I wasn't a fan. Like you, you love Police Academy. All I gotta say is that you know how movie sequels come out every year, and during the eighties, they were part two, part the final, the new Friday then, the Fourteenth. Like, yeah, like and there was like Halloween's, and there was just they would crank them out these horror movies, and to the point where they were annual. And Police Academy was the same in the eighties, but it was the only one that was a comedy. Yeah, right. So cranking out a comedy series every year, much harder to crank out, right? Yeah, because if you had like Saw and Saw 2 and Saw 3, you could kind of craft it and deliver what people want. But, you know, these are movies based on the characters. Tackleberry is Tackleberry. Tackleberry. Hey, do you remember that guy who used to spray mustard on people? He's back, too, for <laughs> six more films. Why? He's the guy who squeezes mustard. It doesn't even matter. You know, it's just like, but then they would introduce more people. You saw him in Burglar. He's back, too. Oh my God, that guy was, they couldn't get rid of G.W. Uh, Bailey. G.W., right. Hey. Now, I know him. 
I know Goose because he Billy was in uh, he was a wrestler in Barton Fink. You remember that film? Me and John Fonseca loved Barton Fink. You there, Mike? You're on mute. Yeah, no, <laughs> you saw that. <laughs> My internet's connection is unstable, so I don't know if we're going to listen to this. Do you uh, do you know Barton Fink? Like, if you, your voice comes in and out sometimes, so. Um. Okay. Well, anyway, but, Barton Fink but, went to California yeah. to become a a writer. He was a serious writer, but he got hired for a wrestling picture, and they showed him daily so he could see what a wrestling picture was like, and and and. Uh, uh, Goose was all over that. His real name is uh, Darren Darwin Suave. And he had a dream that he wanted to be on Broadway, which never really was realized, but it kind of was. He was didn't in the Broadway. He, he, didn't he win a Darwin Award for his uh, Broadway performance? <laughs> Darwin. Yes, he won a Darwin Award. His mom gave it to him when he was born. Uh, it was his name. He awarded his Darwin. So he got into City of Angels, but not they're in just falling in. Now they're, they're... What? Yeah. It, basically, I'm not saying anything because it's just like hijinks. Just they're having a crazy night in which they're trying to get the Donnellys back. Yeah, but these hijinks and, are people falling off of buildings and falling into uh, open uh, cemetery. Getting kicked in the face. Look at that flip. Good job, Kate. Right in the nuts. Oh. <laughs> what? A are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Coming soon, the 6th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Six venues, 24 shows, 7 days, 75 comics from all over the United States at amazing local venues, Asiento, Atlas Cafe, El Rio, Milk Bar, OMG, and The Bar on Dolores. Special headliner shows at El Rio Thursday night, 7 and 9 o'clock featuring Scott Capuro headliner amazing comedian also Andy Iwancio out of Seattle here for the 6th annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. All tickets are $10 except the headlining show which are 20 You can find all of the shows on Mutiny Radio's Eventbrite. Reserve them now. And don't miss out. 2021, the 6th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. 
Black Block, a novel about protest from Sanjuro, a sample. The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink, so you want a few stopovers. You get warmed up at Lefty O'Doul's, an old-time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then a Market Street dive to rub elbows with the hoi polloi. Next is a Folsom Leather Bar. The dark goth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems, but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters are broken in. The city is shut down because of the riots. Thank you. Find me at sanjurorider.com and Black Block is on Amazon.